to The Backlog, a podcast hosted by Adaptivate. I'm Katie Cords, Head of Branded Content. Adaptivate partners with clients to accelerate outcomes by implementing new transformative ways of working. We are a global firm with offices in North America, Europe, Asia and Australia. This episode of The Backlog was recorded in February 2021 to celebrate Black History Month. Two of our LA team, Ray Freeman and Satina Villot, discussed their own history and who have been their inspirations in their life. Welcome to this episode. Um, you know, our first question is, is about what Black History Month really means to you. And I think about what it means to me. And, you know, for me, it, it's something that I, I don't take for granted the sacrifice that people made in the past for me to be able to do the things that I'm doing today. For me to be able to have this type of position, to work with people at this level. Um, if it wasn't for those who paved the way in the past, I would not be able to do this, no way at all. So I don't take that for granted, not one bit. And um, so using this month as a platform to celebrate, celebrate Black history, is, is an honor for me to be able to do that. So I'm really pleased to be here with you and having this conversation. I'd like to pose that question back to you. What does Black History Month mean to you? Yeah, thank you. Black History Month is really a time for us to celebrate those who have accomplished so much in history. It's a time where we can reflect and feel inspired by those who had the courage to really think outside of the box and pressure test some of the boundaries that they were put in based off of, you know, what was currently going on in society. So because of that, those black heroes, they've really created plenty of opportunities for us, people like yourself, myself, and people who are very successful in, let's say the management consulting world. It's not easy, it's very competitive. So that's a huge accomplishment. Most definitely. You know, Satina, you and I were talking earlier just about some things that um, are, are still challenges in our society. And, and one of them is in the way that we are educated about Black history. Right? A good example is most of us have heard of the, the major figures in Black history, the Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Rosa Parks. Um, but sometimes there's some other people who played a significant role behind the scenes of those people that we just didn't really get to learn about in school. One of them in particular was a woman named Claudette Colvin. And when I heard of her story, uh, it really just amazed me. How did I miss this? The, the whole time of going to, to school and going to university and, and taking classes on history, how did this story just completely seem to be eradicated from the history books of the entire time of me growing up? Um, and when I learned about her was that actually before Rosa Parks ex, um, experience on the bus of being asked to move from her seat on the bus and subsequently being arrested. Claudette Colvin had that exact same experience. Um, she was sitting in the front of a bus with some other ladies, some other uh, black ladies, and they were all asked to move. The other ladies didn't move, police were called. They got fines and were removed. Claudette was arrested. And when she was arrested, um, it, it, it sparked off uh, some lawsuits of her knowing that this was unconstitutional and knowing that this was wrong. And even though she was at a very young age, she was about 15 years old when this took place. 
So she really wasn't the, the face that they were looking for, for this movement to, to stop those Jim Crow laws and to, um, to really get freedom for, for people, in, especially in riding the, the bus system in uh, Montgomery, Alabama in the 1950s. So um, by Claudette refusing to give up her seat, by being arrested, it caused part of the movement that we have, the freedoms that we have today. But however, she didn't fit the mold that they were looking for. Um, she had darker skin. And at the time, uh, the, another part of the, the racist society that exists, it, it assumed that those of fairer skin matched more with the middle class. And people believe that the story of Rosa Parks with her being an, an older woman who was more established. Um, she had worked for the NAACP. She had friends in higher places. She fit the mold of someone that they wanted to put in front of the movement. Claudette did not. So Claudette actually paid the price and actually got the law changed originally, way before the, the time that this happened with Rosa Parks. But she did not get the credit for her involvement and the freedoms that we enjoy today. So that's just an example of one of those stories that's been suppressed from our, our knowledge that as we are now able to access so much information via the, the internet and the way that we're able to communicate with one another, we can right some of those wrongs. We can learn these stories, share them with other people and be able to have a more diverse experience because we know who we are. We know where we came from and we understand the struggles that people have made in order for us to be where we are today. I absolutely agree. I feel like um, in elementary school, high school, and even college, all I've learned about was the Rosa Parks, the Martin Luther King, the Malcolm X's, but not some other key Black heroes who actually have done just as amazing things as they did. That's very true. That's very true. So it's incumbent upon us now to make those stories known, to share those stories with the next generation and, and be sure that those, those stories don't die, that they, they aren't eradicated from history and continue to impact people. You know, Satina, I can remember as a kid, there used to be programs that we did at school to celebrate Black history. Um, I can remember even having a, a speech that I was supposed to give as a child um, and it was part of a Martin Luther King speech. And I had to dress up in a suit and go to the microphone, the podium and give the speech. Uh, I remember my, my mother coming to the, the event and just how, how proud she was of, of seeing me at the podium and speaking, giving my little speech. I, I was just a little, little kid at the time, but it's just something that, that made me proud. And I looked forward to February because I, I knew that we would have those type of programs and I'd be able to get that kind of a platform. Um, I think that led to the type of work that I do today and, you know, this, this, this level of expression and wanting to be out and speak to people, um, I think that helped to mold me into the person I am today. Yeah. The same type of question to you as a kid, were there things that you did or that your, your family did or in, within school that, you know, gave you an idea of what Black history is and, and possibly influenced your life in some way? Yeah, um, during elementary school, we actually had the opportunity to choose, you know, a black hero we wanted to dress up as and give an overview of what their impact was. 
So I did Rosa Parks because what she did had a big impact of, you know, where we are today. And I feel like it really influences who I am today, really having courage and challenging, challenge, challenging the standards. And really, like I mentioned before, pressure testing, you know, what society puts us in a box and really thinking outside of that box. Very good, very good point. You know, it's great that we work for a company that gives us the autonomy and the ability to do these types of things. Um, and one thing that I do like about Adaptivate specifically is that we do have a, a pretty robust diversity and inclusion program. And I can call it robust because we helped create it. And, and as a community, we knew, we knew what things we wanted to do. We knew who we wanted to impact. And we went out and sought organizations that we could donate our time and parts of our resources to in order to support the things that we believe in most. And you know, one of our, our core values is believing in, in inclusiveness. And financial inclusion is an area that many people um, neglect to see how much it impacts each individual. There are people who are underbanked, meaning they, they don't have a banking relationship whatsoever and spend a lot of time um, you know, doing money orders, cash transactions, and that may cause a lot of logistical problems, which causes them to have more expenses. Their, their costs are actually higher because of the logistics of moving those things around. There's others that are banked but may not have the resources to um, obtain the right type of loans or financing to build businesses and, and um, enhance their careers. So getting the awareness of what is available for people is one thing. Giving them access to those things is another. Um, and there's two other elements that, that are part of it. Just because you have awareness and access, if you don't have the knowledge to be able to, to use those tools, um, and as well as, as a, a, a way to, to keep anything that you're creating, uh, to create wealth for your, your family and give back in your, into your community, then the, these things won't, won't have a reciprocating effect. So we have to, we have to look at, at philanthropy from multiple areas. And we were able to find an organization called Operation Hope. And what we really liked about them is that they do tackle this issue of financial inclusiveness from multiple different facets. And um, I think that's something that we can really get involved with in, in terms of donating our time to help people to learn different ways and help business to be able to accelerate using some of the knowledge that we have, as well as donating a percentage of the revenue that we generate to help these organizations. It's, you know, it's, it's putting your, um, it's putting your hand into the things that you say is really important and physically making a difference, not just saying that we, we are a part of it, we like it, but we're actually getting our hands dirty. We're gonna make things happen for people. So I like that about Adaptivate, that we're able to, to do those types of things and to impact the, the communities that we want to. And we can spread that love globally um, with this organization as, as well as this, this mindset that we have we want to be able to spread that globally, and we're doing that. So I'm really proud of the work that we're doing with this company and them giving us this platform to even be able to, to spread this message to other people. I absolutely agree. And 
with many companies, you usually just see the HR group getting together and they're putting together a diversity and inclusion plan. We actually sat together as a team in the LA office. We had a basically a chartering session. These are sessions that we actually have with you know, our clients. And we started to write down, what are some objectives? What are we looking to accomplish so that we can become more diverse and have more inclusion? And what are some key results? What are some measurable outcomes to make sure that we're actually getting this done and we're touching the areas that we're looking forward to? So love that because it's literally just us getting together as a team and really thinking about how can we make Adaptivate a better place, including diversity and inclusion. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for sharing that, Satina. Now, one of the things that we want to examine is people we admire most in Black history. There are some heroes and heroines of Black history that have really impacted our lives. I know I have several. I've, I've uh, discussed you know, one or two here. But Satina, for yourself, who is someone that you admire most in a, a Black history context and how they impacted your life? Yeah, I think um, this one is actually someone who is actually relevant to what we're going through right now, Shirley Chisholm. So in 1968, she became the first Black woman to actually serve in US Congress. And four years later, she was the first Black woman to seek presidency. Awesome, because that's very hard. <laughs> yes, it is. And there's a specific quote by her actually that I love. Um, she said, I wanted to be remembered as a woman who dared to be herself, as someone who was a catalyst for change in America. Awesome. Yes. So because of this, this really paved the way for Kamala Harris, the first Indian and African-American vice president in America. So very cool. Good stuff. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, that gives us a perspective that a lot of people don't have of, of what the struggle really is and how long that struggle has been going on. So thank you for sharing that great information. Yeah, thank you. Hey, this has been a great conversation. I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to speak and to share our views. Um, I hope this conversation helps someone else and it can be shared with other people to, even if you don't know much about this culture, this may give you some insight um, about our past, our present, and, and where we're headed as a future. So thank you so much for listening. Satina, thanks so much for being here with me. Um, let's do this again, and let's not make it just an, an annual thing, but let's celebrate our accomplishments and, and be able to continue to help and grow people as we move forward. I'm happy to do so, and thank you so much for having me. This was fun. All right. Thank you.